This is Tim Whitmire. And I'm Chuck Price. And this is the Liner Notes Podcast, where two friends talk about all kinds of music in all kinds of ways. All right, we're glad to be back. This is Tim Whitmire. I'm here with Chuck Price, and we're back with more Liner Notes. And uh, we've been gone for a little while. So I'm going to quickly explain that, and I'm going to introduce our special guest today. So uh, we, uh, we ran into, uh, I mean, frankly, you know, some engineering problems yeah. um, having tr- to do with our own inability yeah, to engineer we, our podcast. We were trying to wean ourselves from DOA. Right, right. Um, and, and, it turns, <laughs> and it turns out it's not possible. It's not it possible. It turns out it's not possible. And apparently um, sticking your mouth up next to the microphone um, is actually pretty important. It makes for a better podcast. It makes for a better podcast because right. one of our podcasts sounded like I was actually sitting in another room. Right. Right. And then we had a podcast we did, the whole thing on songwriting with Charles Marshall, that was actually 65 minutes of static. Yeah. And so you may hear that one may get resurrected. Someday. That one might get resurrected. We're going to get Charles back. And we had another one that we did on live songs that has never seen light of day. But we're coming so back to that one. We're going to come back to and that one. one on soundtracks. And we're going to do one on soundtrack. We did. We put that one out. That one's out there. Oh, it is, isn't it? It's out You're there right. in the wild. Yeah. So, um, so this is number four. And we've come back around, though, to the time of year when we talk about the Christmas mix. Yes, which, was, so, a, which was the inaugural. Right, right. And so we're going to talk about the 2019 Christmas mix right now. And, uh, and then we're going to hopefully come back with a few more episodes later this year. and hoping to do kind of one every two months or so. That works. That's, that's the goal. Um, but we also want to introduce our special guest, who, who has been kind enough to join us here after the taping of his world-renowned 43 Feet podcast. So, uh, Dave Redding, thank you for joining us. Uh, my pleasure. I want to point out it's not kindness. It was by, I insisted on it. Okay. Because <laughs> after I've listened to the first uh, version of this, uh, I, I was on the beach in Florida. I immediately called Sweeper, and I said, this is great, but you're missing a component. It needs more me. <laughs> he said, I said, it doesn't have to be me. Yep. I, I said, rem- I remember this distinction. You need someone who likes music is not very smart, but is also funny. Which was the role that we originally had in mind for Frank, but... Yeah. Turns out too smart. Frank is smart. He's also a straight man, so I... Yeah. 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 And somebody would keep us from the rabbit holes that we can tend to go down. That's right, because there's a little... With his own set of rabbit (laughs) holes. There's a couple of points where you guys get a little uh, sweaty ballsy. We might geek out a taste. kind of NPR-ish. Yes. Uh, but that's okay. You just need. Uh, I get it. it, it that, that, and it's very difficult to do a, a one man podcast. One man podcast almost impossible to do. Two man podcast is difficult. Uh, very difficult. It's much easier to do a three man. It's, like it's like a two man NFL booth. Uh, very much so. Yeah. You need that third guy. Uh, you need Dan, Don Meredith. I'm Don Meredith for oh, you guys. Uh, oh, just a, or, yeah. or Dennis Miller. Please sing. Well, I, I'm Don Meredith because Don Meredith knew a lot about football from the practitioner standpoint he played but he wasn't an x and o guy right right and he wasn't a broadcast professional so i'm the, i'm your don that makes uh obt howard cosell of course and sweepers I, I knew that was is, coming. well he's smart right erudite and went to harvard just like you cosell yeah or maybe uh that makes sweeper frank gifford uh me and kathy lee yeah well, you had a cat, uh, yeah, Kathy me. So it, it's a perfect analogy. It is. With yeah. that said, I'll let you go, get back and, to it. And you just need to sing, turn out the lights, the party's That's over. That's all I got to do. Right. I just got to be funny. So uh, why don't you go ahead and get going? 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, right. So let's go back. Uh, we, we did this in depth last year, but Sweeper, why don't you give us a brief history of the Christmas mix? This is Christmas mix XIX, I believe. 19. Wow. Yeah. 19 straight years of this. It's really turned into a true labor of love. Um, but in 2001, back when all you could do was try to burn songs off basically Napster, I think. Um, I put together a what I thought was like the greatest hits of that year and burned a few discs and handed them out at Christmas. And, I, and I, the last song on it, um, I put Band-Aid's Do They Know It's Christmas as the last song, and thus it became the Christmas mix, which actually is a misnomer because it doesn't really have anything to do with Christmas other than that's when it is made and presented, and it is my gift every year um but the songs are hopefully a good cross-section of music um and it's kind of the world according to me on what i think the best songs of that year were are and uh, you know and i've got a few rules which i um somewhat make up on the fly and break when i need to but the idea is it's songs from that calendar year january 1st to december 31st that were released in that, that were released okay. in that year now if you look through the last 19 mixes um, there are a few that pop out that you're like, wait, that song's 15 years old. But there are some rules that f come in that make that possible. Basically, if they were re-released re in some form. Exactly. Year. Okay. Yeah. And we're going to have one of those on, on this week. We do. So. We do. Um, and, but, and so I, I want to go back to 2001. I don't yeah. want to take people into the Wayback Machine. Okay. And uh, I mean. Could I point out something about that, though? Yeah. First of all, uh, Sweeper did not look like Roger from... Uh, from from uh, Mad, Mad Men, yeah. then no. but he does now. <laughs> he does. He looked, uh, yeah, he looked a lot more like Don. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've got a, you've done a Don to Roger I'm, in the course of eighteen or nineteen years. Life goals, I'm not man. Sure. Life goals, I'm, both no. uh, from an appearance standpoint and morally and ethically. <laughs> Yes. Okay, keep going. All I just right. had to throw that All in. Right. Uh, Dave Matthews Band. Yeah, Dave. Um, that uh, takes you right back there. It does. Uh, it Coldplay. Does. Coldplay. Yeah. Um, were they a contender this year? <laughs> no, no. God, they is. put out an album this year. Yeah, um, forgot and, that. Uh, forgot about that. Yeah, who who else is on? I, I, those are the two that really. Oh, and the Strokes, of course. Yeah. I mean, nothing says early two thousands like yeah. the Strokes. This is it. Yeah. So, um, um, and then one reason why we love to have Dread join us is um, he's probably one of the few people I know that I think I've handed all nineteen mixes to yeah. over the last nineteen years, um, and has somebody who is. Um, whether he means it or not, seems to appreciate and enjoys it. And we always wind up discussing the mix a few months after and going deep on some ones. Um, and to be honest, actually, I was my F3 name became Sweeper Boy because Dredd named me that from a song of like 2011, 10, no, 12. No, no, it was actually a few years before. Um, I'd have to look, but it was probably so like a sweep up. Also. Yeah, it was uh, Alan Parsons project. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Um, well, so while he's looking that up, Dredd, I mean, talk about what it is that I mean, you claim to be a man who doesn't know anything about music. I know what I like. I'm, a, I'm a, an uh, and you don't know what you you don't know uh, much yeah. about music, but you know what you like. Yeah, I'm an end and user. what is it that you like about the mixes? Uh, well, I, there's about three things. First thing is uh, I like uh, sweepers. Selections, two thousand nine. Oh, Elvis Perkins and Deerland Chain. Oh, it wasn't Alan Parsons project. No, it was not Alan Parsons project. <laughs> sure, Graham Parsons. It anyway, uh, I like his the, his selection. He's a great compiler of music, uh, and over the years, 
I, I fancy that I've kind of figured out how he puts them together. You know, I, I couldn't explain it very well, but uh, I'm, the the way they kind of hang together appeals to me. So that's one reason. I just like it. It's just it's a good compilation. Another reason is uh, I wouldn't do it for myself. So, I mean, you know, none of these songs, the only one I know is the one, you know, the, the Replacements re- remix uh, the Matt Wallace mix of uh, I'll Be You. That's the only song I would have known. You know, the other Which ones... Which presumably you remember from when it came out in 1989. <laughs> yeah, I do remember <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. You know, so I have the original version of it. Right. right? But you didn't know any of these... You didn't know any of the other songs. Yeah, I didn't... Not, I, I'm, I'm looking. I did know, believe it or not, I knew the Lizzo song. Okay. Because uh, you, you're the father of three girls. I was the father of three girls. And one of my daughters went to a Lizzo concert. And what I've started to do is listen to their music when we're driving around. For a couple of reasons, one, it uh, it keeps them from complaining. Number two, you know, kind of you know, kind of like it. I have to admit, I kind of like the kind of like Lizzo. Yeah, uh, the, and I knew about Lizzo also because uh, you know when the Vikings played the Packers, there was this whole thing about you know the Vikings. Uh, there's the other song right where she's singing about the Minnesota Vikings guy or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, um, there's always something like that on here that I never would for myself have dug out and try to figure out. And that's one of the great things about Sweeper is he's like, I think, you know, you don't, you're not prejudging it. You just, if it's, if it's a good song, you know, you know, you're, you're putting it on there. And I'm always amazed at sometimes when you come back and go, I love this song. Like, um, I think you dug the go team. Yeah. Which is basically yeah. like, I still listen to that. It's very, they sound pop, like very it, poppy. And yeah. it's basically cheerleaders. It's basically cheerleaders. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, and uh, so it's it just, it, it's good. I did not expect the Mannequin Pussy song on this year's <laughs> right. uh, yeah. mix, but, but, you know, but there you go. So that would come up to the third reason is that it, I feel like it keeps me from getting old, any older, any faster than I already am because I'm in touch with, you know, uh, new music that's coming out. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a great way to get at it. So I really appreciate it. And, and you, I'll go back to something you said early on in the F3 days when we were sort of blogging and using the site for blogging was the concept of the butcher's word, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. Which is, I mean, you know, sweeper is your butcher's, your butcher's word on, on musical issues, right? He, he absolutely is. You know, I mean, that's, I'd rather, I'd rather take his word for it than stick my own head up the ass of, of popular music and try to figure out, you know, what's, uh, what's good. And I think, uh, music critics are so pretentious that I cannot, it's so difficult for me just to even read what they're, or, you know, to, to just listen to them long enough to, to figure out what I want. Not a big pitchfork guy? No, I just, you know, I, I, you know, it just, you he know, gives it a 5.7. Right. Now, I know you, you know, you don't do the liner notes anymore. I, I kind of miss them a little bit. Well, that's what we're which here is for. Which is why I yeah, tweeted you and requested yes. this. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, a quick one, one word about each one would be great. And the last thing I'll say when I, when I say it's a labor of love, I'm being serious. It, it, after 19 years, it's a, it can be a chore, but the one reason I still do it um, is, A, there's a handful of folks out there that yeah. expect it and still want it, and I appreciate that. But also, it's the only thing that makes me pay attention to new music. Otherwise, I'd still be listening to the replacements from 1989. <laughs> right, right. But knowing that I've got to do this every December, that there's an expectation behind it, it makes me, makes through sense. the rest of the year, keep track. You got to keep your fans. You got a fan service out here, man. Give the people what they yeah. want. So, so before we go into the track by track, I do want. I want to go back to the first thing Dred said, and it's something that we've, you and I, have talked about before, Chuck. And I feel like it's worth. 
talk worth coming back to talk about the narrative arc that you try to set up in each of the mixes not so much a narrative but sure you're, you're, you're but aiming there, for uh, there, there's a sequencing to yeah. it that i try to pride myself on and take my over the years which is um you know you always try to come out right out of the gate strong you you know with kind of a banger up tempo you follow it up with another up tempo song or two then you go down tempo with either a slow song a ballad and then you crank it back up you know if there are a handful of rap or hip-hop songs in there you know i try to spread them out judiciously um you know i try to backload the end of the sequence with a hit or two so people want to make it through the whole mix um and then you know i'll admit and even this year there's a filler or two every year some years i can't really decide on 20 fantastic songs but there are songs that i um get rid of toward the end and uh others that you know i look back on and be like oh did i really put that song on there um if you go is there one that jumps out to you from the last 19 years that you wish retrospectively that you hadn't put on there yeah you know i put i put 50 cents into club mm. early on in there and i'm <laughs> i'm not sure exactly why it's not i mean it's a great song but it just wasn't necessarily the other one G is given that we're in the minivan demographic yeah. uh, that might be a tough the one other sometimes. one is um i was going through this and doing a big catalog of it they're like five kings of leon have been in on it five times yeah and i wouldn't necessarily consider myself a huge kings of leon i'm always surprised by that yeah because it's okay but mm -hmm. it i mean hold steady is the kind of the the quintessential uh, sweeper boy band, right? Yes. Well, I'd say the whole study and, and Mike Doty are the two. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah. Doty's just not cranking out any new music. No. Whereas the whole no, study's holding steady. They are holding steady. Well, let's jump in. Yeah, let's do it. Um, you want to start with track one? Yeah. So this is interesting only because if you if you go back and look at the last nineteen years, often the leadoff song is. Usually, if you go, if I went back and looked, it's a song that was released in January or February. And what usually happens is I make my little iTunes playlist folder, like that will say that year's mix draft. And when I start finding songs I like, I just start dumping them in the folder. So they're already kind of there in order. And then I start listening to it over and over and over again. And there's always that first song that gets the most plays. And often that becomes the leadoff song. I mean, like, uh, that Buffalo Tom song last that year Buffalo came out Tom, in January, February. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, I want to say two years ago, the same thing. Um, the Japan Droids came out yeah. in, uh, in January. But what's interesting is this year, Pantomima, Pantomima, I'm not even sure. Um, Greg Dooley, Dully, it was the last song I found. Ah. I found it maybe a week before I finalized the CD.
tell people who Greg Dolly so, is. So, um, one of my musical man crushes. Um, he was uh, the original lead singer of great indie rock slash soul band out of Cincinnati in the 90s called the Afghan Wigs. Yep. Who probably made the mix probably five mixes. I think there was one last year. Because um, they, they reunited and yeah. put out a few albums over the last years. Then he formed a band called the Twilight Singers, which then became one of my all-time favorite bands. And they are probably another five or six. And he I thought I recognized that guy's voice yeah. from the Twilight yeah. Singers. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. See, and, that's yeah. a liner note. Right. And then he had made an earlier mix um, Golden Boy was on it probably six or seven years ago with his first solo album, and he just is about to release a solo album next month, which I'm frighteningly excited about. And this is the first track. And this on is that. the first track, and he already released the CD, the single on it. And he is probably one of my my favorite working songwriters. Um, he's kind of a rocker and a soul guy. Um, and God, just and this one just came out and i think yeah. you know you and i were talking about it and you're like oh yeah actually that could be the lead off yeah and he's uh gunshots right gunshots he's gunshots Man, he that's is a great, that's a great song he yeah. did uh he did a great cover of uh um he did a great cover OBT of, is shocked that i had yes. that <laughs> um <laughs> that was a good poll I'm, um, I'm an end user he did love crimes a few years ago which was a um a, which was a cover of a frank ocean b-side um, and then a ton of Twilight Singer songs, like Underneath the Waves. Um, what happened to Twilight the Waves. Singers? Into the Twilight well, so it's, it's all him. So Twilight Singer's just him and a bunch of musician buddies. And uh, he's really the Twilight Singers. So he kind of goes back and forth, I think, depending on mood. This one will be interesting because apparently this solo album's coming out. He's played almost every instrument on it. So we can cut this if it ends up going too far down the rabbit hole. But I do want to ask about that because I feel like more and more often there are individual artists <laughs> who are, have a band, but it's really just them and either a bunch of session guys or they're actually playing all the instruments. I mean, is that, am I? It's a thing. I mean, yeah. the Foo Fighters. Well, no, but that's a full band. That was being sarcastic. Okay. Um, Isn't fair he, enough. Doesn't he famously, like, uh, he doesn't think the drummer does a good job, so he comes in. He, he, he did that he, early yeah. on in the career where he re- he re-recorded all the right. drums to their second album, right. which didn't sit well. But see, I like, right. to, I like to feedback things you told me <laughs> as if, like, <laughs> like, didn't he? Well, as a matter of fact, right? Yeah. That's, uh, that's true. But, but, but like, like the car seat headrest. Car seat headrest is kid, basically right? him, and then, right. he, then he gets a band. Um, the next band we're talking about, um, Connor Oberst, is, also goes by Bright Eyes. It's basically him. Right. Um, Eric Bachman, Crooked Fingers, yep. Archers of Loaf. I mean, Crooked Fingers is just Eric and kind of whoever he rounds up. Just a couple of session guys. Yeah. Well, I buddies and and friends, but he does as much as he can do. It's okay. like some DA from Henderson County comes out there and plays bass. <laughs> Actually, that's literally true. Literally true. Yeah. Yeah. So let's. <laughs> so you you gave us a good segue into Better Oblivion Community Center, and I I do have to say like that was that album came out early in the mm -hmm. year. You told me to listen to it. It took me about six listens, and about on the seventh, I was like. Oh, now I got it. This is, for those of you who care, um, this is my favorite album of 2019. It's, it's a really good album. Better Oblivion Community Center. And what it is, it's a guy named Connor Oberst, who's, all, who's famous otherwise as this kind of indie singer-songwriter who goes under the moniker Bright Eyes. He also has a side punk band um, called Despacir... I can never pronounce it right. Desaparacitos, 
which made the mix a few years ago with City on a Hill. Yes, I remember that. You know. Also, Oberst is German for Colonel. Okay. Oh, there you go. Okay. Apropos of nothing. And then also Phoebe Bridgers. And then Phoebe Br- Bridgers, who is this young L.A.-based um, singer-songwriter um, who's come on in the last few years as kind of this prodigy. And they hooked up. She actually kind of, I, I don't I don't want to say this is, this is not her claim to fame. But interestingly, when Ryan Adams got Me Too'd last year. Did he ever? Um, she was one that basically said, yeah, that was part of it. So I hate to say that that was one reason why her name was out there a lot because she's frighteningly talented and needs to be well, out there. Well, but I also, she, I think she's connected. She's got all these sort of girl super groups that yeah. she's involved with. And also she's done something with Lucy Dacus. And I think she's in Boy Genius. Boy Genius, that's, um, yeah. While you're on that, can yeah. I just point something out to you? Mm-hmm. Do you tell me if it's true or not? This is very heavily female issue. It is. We're going to get to that. And we're okay, get, sorry, we're, sorry. Yeah, no, sorry, no, but yeah. we're going to get to a, picture, yeah. a little bit of a sequencing script on my part. But anyway, so um, Better Oblivion Community Center is basically Connor Oberst, um, Phoebe Burgess. Um, Bridgers. Bridgers. Yeah. They got together, put together this album. Um, what I love is it's basically the two of them you can't tell who's really no no neither one's the lead singer. They sing kind of a duet on most songs. They really don't sing harmony, which is kind of probably cliche for a guy girl type thing. Um, but you sometimes Connor steps up, sometimes Phoebe steps up. But the whole album is just fantastic. And if I was going to say anybody wants to go and actually listen to one album off this list, it's this. Okay, so the one album uh, is. Better Oblivion Community Center. Yes, that's the and, one. And is this I, the one thing I was? I'm looking it up. Oh, this song is actually it, not from it's the not album. Actually, right? very good call, yeah. Tim. Yeah. This is actually a single they put out yeah. afterwards, and it's the B side to a remix of um, "Sleepwalking," which is one of the songs on the album. And when I heard this, yeah, um, and actually just to talk about the song itself, like when you get into it. Um, there's a great part toward the end when they're doing this call and response, which is kind of after the second chorus heading into the outro, that I'm just like, that 30 seconds is the best piece of music of 2019. Next up is the oldest song on the mix. It is. Um, and it's a new mix of, of an old song. And it's, uh, you and I could probably will do an entire podcast about the replacements at some point. But, but who's um, Matt Wallace now? Yeah, so, so tell the story. So the replacements are, are probably top three all-time favorite bands for me. And the White Stripes. The- <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and, who are the other two? Come on. Yeah. Man. Well, so no. Uh, I mean, you get up there with like, I guess you two, the replacements. Um, hold steady. The hold steady, huh, probably. Really. Um, Ariam. The police. Um, anyway, but. Yeah. Um, police. Yeah. Uh, it's but, I came to the replacements. I guess I felt like, before, 
kind of mainstream in a lot of ways, but after the Die Hard Replacements fans. So the first album I got of theirs was Don't Tell a Soul, which was their second to last album, released in 1989. 19, yeah, it was uh, 89. fall of 89. I was, a, I was a senior in high school. And... No, fall of 88, because it came out. Anyway, so um, it was their first major label release, and Sire Records made them go and do and make an album with like a pop. You got to produce a hit. So they did this album with this producer named Matt Wallace. Oh. And then when they turned it in, the label was like, this isn't poppy enough. It's not, you know, it's not radio friendly enough. And it was less so maybe the songs themselves and more so the mix. Yeah. Um, because that was when producers were starting mixing things louder for radio, making things much more polished for radio. And if any of y'all are true Replacements fans, you know, polished ain't their gig. Yeah. Yeah. Even though this was the beginning of Westerberg kind of starting into his the singer song the singer songwriting phase, phase. and you know and then the next album all shook down was basically like his solo album. But anyway, so this is like so, uh, so this was and the, the producer they brought in was Chris Lord Alge or, or whatever. Is oh that, my goodness, the other one I fr they brought in kind of a true they pop in some producer, really shiny synthy yeah. Um, guy who'd had a bunch of hits and he polished the album up and it's widely reviled among. Replace yeah. true, quote unquote true replacement fans because they liked it, it rough. It sounds yeah, yeah they liked it. Rough. So it's like when REM did uh, did document uh, document. Yeah. Like yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Because you could actually hear what he was saying. Exactly. Right. But right. what's God interesting is, is Michael Stipe. Oh, is that? Oh, yeah, yeah that's what he was saying. Those are words. Yeah. If you ask me, still because it was the first replacement song I ever heard was "I'll Be You" was probably my first. It might be, still be my favorite replacement song, even though diehard replacements fans would Hate consider it. it to be like. Not, they don't, but like kind of the sellout song. Yeah. So what they did on the anniversary of this last, uh, so I 30 guess year yeah, thirty year anniversary, yeah. nineteen. They uh, um, they went back and found the original mix and polished it up and um, but not in that radio way. But not in the radio yeah. way. But found the original mix, the tapes, put it back together and re-released the entire album. And if you've listened to the original as much as. You and I, I both. You and I both have, yeah. And then listen to the new mix. It's actually. It's a different album. It's a completely different album. Huh. It's amazing. And um, it's and and I my take on it is it sounds a lot more almost country. Like you can start, like to the extent that Westerberg ended up going in almost an alt country type direction as a solo artist. You can see him heading that and way. And they bring up different instruments in a way. I'll, I'll be honest, this is geeking out, but like I swear, there's an extra bass drum beat in the chorus in this mix that there wasn't in the original. I don't, but like literally that jumps out at me. Yeah, you're right. You're geeking out. I am geeking out. So, but um, I actually love, and it's actually about five BPM slower. Like yeah. literally they took, they You've doubled down. Well, on the geek okay. But, but what's funny is in order to make it more radio friendly, they yeah. took the original and they just sped it up and the, and Westerberg and them hated it. But this one, when you hear it, it at first I was like, this is dragging. And then I was like, no, this is how the song should have been.
So that's all very interesting. I'll tell you why. Because I always thought the replacements were basically pop. See, but if you base it I on mean, that, you would think yeah, they were. Yeah, I mean, you came to them with that album. Well, yeah, I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. Turns out they're like, they, were they from Minneapolis or yeah. something like that? Yeah. So like Husker Du kind of. Oh, their their first two albums are basically almost thrash punk. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah, right. So, but I I did not I did not know that. Yeah. So I w- that would be like insulting to them. Yeah. To oh for you yeah. the fact that you thought they were kind of poppy. Yeah, I yeah. was like, well, yeah. this song is to, I know this it song. It sounds like a pop well, song. It, depends. it, it yeah. is a pop song. Westerberg ended up being a very different artist he, as he matured yeah. then. Yeah, but go back and listen to Tim and Let It Be. Yeah, Ugh. Let It Be is. Like, Let It Be is the crossover between their punk side and their rock pop side. Like, literally, the album itself yeah. evolves over it. Um all right, we gotta we gotta move along. We gotta there. move along. And so, one other thing I will say about that replacements uh, before we set that they put out there. <laughs> no, no, it's just quickly. Um, there's a really good live show on there too. From oh the, yeah, the yeah, yeah. The, the B side to this re-released album is my favorite replacements concert. Right. So okay, yeah. moving along. Number four, um, and this is another album that you told me to listen to, and I listened to, it and I was like, that's really freaking good. So this is one where a buddy of mine on this email group I'm on mentioned the Black Pumas and kind of gave me a sweeper tea. It was like, trust me, just go listen to it. And I went and listened to it once. Was like, holy cow! So this is. Oh, uh, you're gonna have to unpack sweeper tea for the pod yeah. packers, man. Basically, it's you know you're you you told me that if I if I basically said go listen to this album, I guarantee you'll like it. If you don't, I'll give you your money back. That's right. And you're like, you know, you told me. That. Yeah, that's what right. I'm saying. Go listen. I, I Do you remember I, what it was? The old 97s. It was the old 97s. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. 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 I said, go listen to fight songs. Yeah, if you don't like songs. it, I'll give you your money back. You're and right. you're like, I told you all they went back away. I was like, that's right. a sweeper tea. But you gave me two that day. That was one of them. The other one was... Wilco? Nope. I Love You. I, I, I oh, love Davids. You. Yeah. There you go. I had never heard of the Avid Brothers. It's like, uh, 07, yeah. 08? Yeah, that's about right. So I went and downloaded both those two, and I was like, well, how come I've never heard of all this? It's a sweeper Cause, tea. Because I still listen to Bruce Springsteen. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Colors... Black Pumas is basically a guy in Austin who was a pa- in this Grammy-winning Latin funk band. Um, <laughs> truly, it's true. Name, his name's Adrian Casada, and apparently he saw this guy named Eric Burton busking on the corner with his guitar, and I think that's basically the gist of it, and they got connected and put together this you know, I, I it's mean, kind of soul. I mean, right? yeah. I mean, kind of a neo soul, like yeah. indie soul. It kind of reminds me a little bit of like, um, you know, Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. I'm thinking of other bands that have got, been on here that's had the same. Um, but this might be it's a really good song. This might be my favorite song of the year. Okay. Because this one just grooves. Now, here's uh, as opposed to the 30 seconds at the end of Little Trouble, which is just my favorite snippet, part of snippet, snippet of the music. Yeah, yeah. But this might be my favorite song of the year. Um, and I just love the fact that they, you know, this this Latin guy found this African American guy busking on the corner. And next, thing you know, they've got one of the best albums of the year. Brown, 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 till I'm clean. 
the last thing I'll say on this is wait um, a second now. Only because I know there's other guys out there thinking, what the heck is Buskin? Um, he was st- sitting on the corner with uh, playing a guitar with uh, his hat on the ground. That's Buskin. Yeah, yeah. that's how Old Crow so Medicine Show got. Eric Burton from the Animals was Busk was laying his hat on the. I don't understand that. Yeah, I mean, like if you're playing on, dude. Your wife's from Asheville. Anytime right, yeah, you walk around downtown, every corner's got buskers on it. She's from Biltmore Forest. She's from Biltmore Forest. There's no busking in Biltmore Forest. Now I get it. Now I get it. Yeah, I mean, that's the famous story about Old Crow Medicine shows. Yeah. They, they got discovered busking in Boone, I think. By Doc um, By Doc Watson. Doc Watson, yeah. Before? Before Wagon Wheel. Wagon Wheel? Yeah. Yeah, before Wagon Wheel. Do you know Wagon Wheel is all about North Carolina? you know what's that? It does. Raleigh, man. They name check. Johnson City. I mean, might as well be. Um, did you know that's not a Darius Rucker song? I, I did know that, but it, <laughs> it's actually not even an old Crow Medicine Show song. No, it's Bob Dylan. It's a Bob Dylan. You did not think I was going to get that. Ah, that's oh, right. there you go. I'm All impressed. Right. Okay. So, okay. but real quick, real quick. The last yeah, thing sorry. on colors, um, as a Bank of America employee, oh, our okay. latest commercial that dropped on Thanksgiving uses it colors. It's a diversity and inclusion commercial we put out in colors. Finally. And I'll be honest, I had mixed feelings about that. Yeah. Part of me is like. Oh, they sold out, but no, they're getting paid for it. And that's, actually, that's they the sold definition out. of selling. Out. But but then but then I was like, but then I was like, good point. But then I was like, oh, and they sold out to a big bank, but it's the big bank I work for. So I mean, good, you guys are more power how, how do you sleep Listen, at night? <laughs> Just because you're a giant financial institution doesn't mean you can't be hip. You're hip. We're hip. We're hip. So moving on. Weather balloons. Weather I, this balloons. This has grown on me a lot. Spelled this wrong, by the way. I, I mean, did. I did. The first thing, the first comment Dread made was that I spelled it wrong on the actual CD. Hate to be that guy. Well, you were that guy. Wow. I didn't <laughs> yeah. know you had that in you. Dude, uh, he. I take this thing apart. It you, was. It <laughs> was. It was autocorrect when it got dragged yeah. over to my uh, label making software. Cisco he, is a different guy. Cisco. <laughs> there is no thong in this. Um, he. Cisco uh, is from Charleston. Um, I think Susto is like a, a Cuban word or something. He's a singer-songwriter. And I discovered him through my admitted man crush, John Strom, F3 uh, John Braddock. Sturgill's uh, agent. Sturgill's John agent. Strom. John but Strom who now is, the, is now the president of Rounder Records. And a hell of a lawyer. And a hell of a lawyer. And um, hopefully someday a liner notes podcast. And hopefully guess. someday, if you're listening, John. Yeah. Braddock, um, we'll, we'll drive there. Yeah, you got we'll, as much we'll chance of that happening as you got Sturgill singing at your next wedding. <laughs> Just saying. Hold me down like a weather balloon. Tell me how I could ever forget you. Fast enough, we got nothing. We could fly right out the window. Go find a new place somewhere clean enough to feel. And when Sturgill sings at my next wedding, I'm gonna stand up and be like, Dread. He's gonna sing the entire Nevermind, the whole, every single song. <laughs> and we're all gonna slow dance. <laughs> we're all gonna slow dance to it. Right. Um, but anyway, uh, uh, he's on Round of Records. John Strom tweeted him out. I went and listened to him. I thought it was awesome. The uh, a, a ripping harmonica solo at the end.
pretty good song. Man. It is. Yeah, I it really is. that. Like, like yeah. I said, that's one that like it comes up and I'm like, oh, I really uh, like yeah. the song. Yeah. Um, Rocket Fuel. DJ. Hey, this is the second De La Soul well, entry, isn't it? So yeah. So DJ Shadow is just that. He's a DJ. He he does his. So this album he put out this year, he the first part of it is all his kind of, you know, electronic. Um, techno ambient music and then the second half of the album he brings in all his hip-hop rap guys to basically rap over it so he's got um he's got uh run the jewels is on there mm -hmm. um he's got a bunch of guys from wu-tang and then he's got my all-time favorite he, he brought in uh de la soul um for what i thought was just kind of a fun yep. banging hip-hop song rocket like rocket, rocket fuel. fuel are you ready I gotta ask who's it's a Dave. Freaking great song. Let's do it like you know, yeah. Pos Mason Dave. I'm not sure who Dave is. It ain't me. It ain't you. No. Anyway. So, uh, all right. But they don't know me. Um, I can rock it. Like rock. Can you rock it? Like <laughs> yeah. rock it. I can rock it. Um. Uh, Hannah tattoo. Hannah For all tattoo. fathers or daughters, this is a great song. Um. So this is a dude from San Francisco who go basically singer songwriter goes un goes under the moniker. His name's Kevin Patrick Sullivan, but he's kind of this lo-fi, do-it-yourself singer-songwriter, goes under the name Field Medic. Don't know the basis of that, but you've probably called on a Field Medic before. There really is no... So a medic is a medic if he's in a field. <laughs> it's a field medic's funny, funny thing. It's kind of like a... It's, 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 it's redundant. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, something that... Uh, it's like MASH would say. You so know? when you... So like if somebody yeah. if somebody in your A-team got hit, they right. wouldn't scream field medic. Right. No, they just scream medic. They would actually say, you know, MF or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ow, that hurts. Ow, yeah. I got an owie. Um, but this is one of the earliest songs I found on for the year, and this one just dug into my ear and stayed. And I love the Who's fact... Who's the guy, the Texas guy just died, uh, who did uh, Devil Town? Oh, uh, same deal, uh, right? Kind of, kind of, yeah. On the, spec on the spectrum, um, very spare, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, that was Johnson. What was it? God, Daniel was it? Johnson. Daniel Johnson. Yeah. Right. Um, don't think he's got the same mental problems problems that Daniel Johnson. But did. Devil Town made your. It did. It made the ten year mix. Ten, the ten year and mix was on the yeah, Friday Night Lights soundtrack. And it was on the well. Friday Night soundtrack. But with this one, I love the fact Great he basically. Song. I've seen him perform it live. Um, Field medic. He basically has that drum beat literally on a boombox on a loop, and he hits play, and then just starts playing his guitar, and there you go. <laughs> He busks from time. He busks. He does busk.
Days by Pine Grove. That's an album that's coming out this year, I it believe. Is. And this is the first single. It was. From it. And this was, uh, it's gotten a lot of press, a lot of excitement about it. This is these kind of lo fi indie punks from um, New Jersey. They made an earlier um, Christmas mix. Um, you know, it's interesting. The other, just bringing up the earlier thing about Ryan Adams, apparently the lead singer Pine Grove, when the whole Me Too thing hit, Me Too'd himself. It's oh. the best way to do it. He nice. basically announced, "Yeah, um, he did a, I was uh, not the greatest." Um, who's the Yankee pitcher? Did that? Who's the, who's the Yankee, Tiger Woods? Who's the Yankee pitcher who did that? It was so slick the way he did it. He just picked oh, yeah. his moment. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, uh, Andy Pettit. Andy Pettit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, on yeah. the steroids. Exactly. Yeah, he's like, oh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we, we didn't even know about you. He, he kind of came out and was like, you know, I kind of had this relationship with, you know, I, I, I might have taken advantage of fans and groupies who wanted to meet really? me backstage. That's the whole reason and they did I, it? I thought the same thing. I, and again, <laughs> I don't want to You ruined the whole rock but star like, thing. I was like, I think that. What do you it, think, though? Just real quick. What do you think Mick Jagger thinks when he hears something like that? On the lip of collapsing letter In the lap of confusing moon I'm reduced to an estranged illusion I'm consumed by all the shit in my room Well, and maybe if you pick my room up Carve a path of my moonlit floor Through the colors I know I'm riding within the ritual life I adore I think, I think Mick Jagger like, is extremely confused by the like, state of the world. Right he's now. like, just go back to your island, man. Because <laughs> yeah. times have changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You man. Know, you're supposed to take advantage of yeah. the swallow there. Yeah, apparently Pine Grove will not be writing a Hammer of the Gods type biography. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's still a good song. There'll be no, there'll yeah. be no, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm going to have to spend a few minutes on this one. On, on Modern Leper, yeah, yeah. And this is this is one of the saddest songs on any Christmas. This one crushes me. Yeah. So Julian, before you do it, I yeah. want to say something. We should just abandon this whole idea that we're going to try to do this in forty-five minutes. It's just too much in here. I Understand? So, folks, I'm, I'm officially uh, invoking the power I do not have to say. It's going to be longer than that, yeah. and there's only four of these that come out a year. And the Christmas mix. This, this We're can, aiming for six. Listen, I'm sorry. I thought you said four. Uh, okay. So I, I, there's a number of them. It's not 52 like the 43. Four, four, like I say. <laughs> yeah. This is really good stuff. And uh, I just don't think there's any reason why. All right. Why. So, so you know what we're going to do? We're going to sit back. It can't be contained. It can't gonna, be contained. You can slow it down. We can slow it down. But we're going to. So, five because the Modern minute, Leper right? needs. You need at least seven minutes. Yeah, we probably do. On the Modern Leper. And I want you to give it all seven and, minutes. And then. And. Honestly, we need to cry a little bit. So, so yeah. I'm going to ask everybody if you've made it this far with us. I, found, I sound like Andy Dufresne. Yeah. Red, if you've made it this far, just come a little farther. Get a little bit more, man. So, um, so we might go a little farther. So he, here's the story. This is a cover of a Frightened Rabbit song. And they were on the mix back in 2010 yeah. with a great song that I still listen to all the time because I think it's a great um, life mantra. It was called Swim Till You Can't See Land. That's a good song. Yeah. I mean, just that, just yeah. that phrase alone, Swim Till You Can't See Land. <clears throat> Are you a man? Are you a bag of sand? So that was 2010. The lead singer, Scott Hutchinson, apparently 
his family and friends knew this and the band knew this, but had been struggling with mental health issues for years. And in um, May of 2018, went missing, and the next day they, they discovered him and found him. And he'd taken his own life, and they put together a bunch of fans, and they were like, I was amazed at who came to the tribute album. I mean, it was some big, big bands. But Julian Baker is this great singer-songwriter from L.A. She's like 22, but she picked this song of his, which, to be honest, I'd never heard before. And if you actually go and and look up the original version, um, it sounds nothing like this. And to be honest, I like this one actually better than the original. Um, but when you, the song, if you listen to it in and of itself, is a, just will crush you. Right. Once you know the, the backstory of, and you yeah. realize probably what was, where he was when he wrote it. Um, this one is a like, I kind of got to step off to the side every time the song comes on and work my way through it. But right. the way she builds up at the end, um, you know, she she comes in the beginning, you know, um, a leper walks amongst himself. Um, and, and then the way he's basically talking about himself as the modern leper, but then he's obviously singing it to somebody. Cripple walks amongst you all, you tired human beings. He's got all the things a cripple has not Working arms and legs Vital parts fall from his system And dissolve in the Scottish rain But vitally he doesn't miss them He's too fucked up to care the last line of basically saying, can you come and sit down and let's just tell me about your day. And it, it's actually kind of hopeful in a way of, I'm a modern leper, I can't believe you still love me because I don't even have a leg to stand on anymore. But here you still are, and let's just sit down and tell me about your day. Anyway, that's my, uh, that's what crushes me every time. Um, she starts out slow, builds it up with Very this driving soft. beat, yeah. and then when she crushes it at the end, um, this is probably one of the top five songs on the mix, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's haunting. It is. It is. You know, it's weird about the, you know, the way I listen to this mix. Um, it's changed over the years. I used to listen to it mainly driving. Uh, you know, to and from work, and then uh, when I would do solo runs, and then uh, what I would do is pull like, the songs I like best and put them into a mix I would use for running for the rest of the year. That was my pattern. So uh, you would do your own curation of it, or you have a <laughs> yes, submix? I did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just you know. Wanted. I did. I did. It's funny. It's He'd resequence it. I mean, yeah. it's it, it's just really goofy how uh, into this thing I. It's funny because uh, 
Marjorie handed me this year's, and she was like, uh, like offhandedly, you must have seen her somewhere, because uh, it used to be at the, the Christmas party, yeah. the Bill Foster Christmas party is no longer happening. You your brother-in-law's Christmas party, <laughs> right, right. so like it's like I didn't see you over the holidays. So she hands it to me, and I was like, because I was just getting ready to harass you. So anyway, now because I my moved my office very close to my house, I don't have a commute anymore. Right. Um, I listen to it at work. Uh, on my uh, Apple TV, just like we got yeah. So I like listen to it at work, and I put it on. I don't listen to it in order, which is probably not good. But I, I don't want to end up not listening to those songs at the yeah. end, right? Um, so, uh, but every time I get to this song, you know, so I'll be sitting there working, and uh, I get to this song, and I stop. Do you stick with it? Yeah, but I mean, uh, but I just stop. It makes it's just it's, this and uh, an entitlement crew both stop me, and I think about it. Like I can't for very different reasons. For very yeah, different yeah, reasons, yeah. right? But uh, yeah, this was. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say. I'm trying to think of another entry in any of the past. That that's the one I think I'm thinking of is the uh, Alabama Pines song. Yeah. Mm, Had yeah. the same mm. effect on me, where I would Isabel, uh, chasing Isabel, Alabama Pines. If you've never listened to that song, it will freaking break you open. Oh. I mean, it it's stops you in your tracks. It's just stops you in your tracks. Yeah. Those the Alabama Pines and this song are the, are the two songs that, in the 19 years that have had that effect on me. So uh, I know there's not every year there's not a song that does that, right? Yeah. But, but you know this is one of them. Yeah. So good work. Well, is that you in front of me coming back for even more of exactly the same? Yeah, man. Duh. Um. So so. Um. Speaking of, we're we're almost there, but. Uh, Water wings. Yeah, so super, super chunk. chunk. There's always some super chunk. Or not always. Super chunk was on the original sweeper. Yeah. It was. It was. So super chunk. Um, for you North Carolinians, you probably know they are probably one of North Carolina's biggest musical exports out of Chapel Hill um, from back in the early '90s, and they're still at it. Um, they Mar- also- Martin Godwin played lead with them for about a. <laughs> Two-month period. Yeah. Brooke Pitts was on the drums for a while. Right. Is, that, is, that, is that true? No. That, that um, would be a good story. Yeah, yeah that would also. be a good story. But Mac McCon, who's the lead singer in uh, um, Laura Balance, who was the uh, bassist, they actually own Merge Records out of Chapel Hill okay. as well, which is a fantastic indie label. Um, but they put out a album called Foolish, man, 15, 20 years ago at least, 20 years ago. That this song was on originally. Yeah, and, it's, and it's my favorite Super Chunk album. And then this year, they re-recorded the entire album acoustically. And which I, can be mixed results. Which can sometimes. be mixed results, and I dare say it's actually a better album. And I love the first album. Um, so if those of you have never heard the first album, just listen to this one. If you want to go back and listen to the first one, um, it goes from a true hard indie rock album to this kind of cool with the rearrange the way they rearrange some songs you can hear max vocals better even one of the songs they almost turn into kind of a bossa nova song um, which is tough uh, with nothing but a snare and a hi-hat with nothing but a snare and a hi-hat <laughs> like, kind of like slim from a right from stray cats, stray cats. <laughs> <laughs> um and also the other the other um i geeked out saturday night i was with charles marshall um, in Raleigh, and we went to King's. This club there has their annual cover-up show where all these local bands um, mix and match and then come in. One guy was covering Rick Springfield. One guy, they did five songs from Don Henley. One did LCD Sound System. Oh, that sounds fun. But as we went to the bar... Was bars, Charles performing? No, Charles did the next night. He did five songs. Um, 
he's actually he's doing it tomorrow night and i can't tell you what he's doing oh, me. okay this is not going to see the light of day before tomorrow night you know oh good point um he's doing he he's <laughs> we're not he's live doing, he's, not doing, he's doing that he's doing God, he's doing five songs from god save the queen nice yeah nice um this must be interesting to have um charles who's like chief counsel for not just unc for the system no right? no for you for the for, for the, chapel hill for chapel hill yeah. is uh <laughs> just funny man. is the lead singer of the but Saturday night, we're getting, I, we're getting old. I turned around and John Roger. Worcester was standing there, the drummer, who if, if you all, he's also half of the Worcester and Sharpling comedy duo. duo. Um, he's also Bob Mould's drummer. He's also oh, wow. the drummer for uh, the Mountain Goats. And he's funny as hell if you want a good follow on Instagram. So I sat there and geeked out and tried to talk to him a little bit. And he was cool. I'm kind of just impressed that Roger's on Instagram there. Yeah. I, so <laughs> I mean, are, you, are you on the gram? OBT? Yeah, I'm on the ground. Okay, maybe. Uh, yeah. Nah. All right. There you go. Not 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 very often. Okay. So uh, Water yeah. Wings, acoustic version, <clears throat> Super yep. Chunk. The crowd, the crowd spreads out, puts out its glasses, and they stare, they pull out arrows from God knows where. They fire them up, they form a uh, next up is the hold steady. Uh, speaking of geeking out, so they, but I, I actually my first question is: Dread is your favorite line in this song? The one about now here's a church, here's the steeple. I like the party favors, but I hate the party people. <laughs> yes, or is it? Or is it? Um, Takate landing tequila takeoff, Take Colfax cookout. Pillsbury Bake Off. The first. I mean, uh, that, I, that's, I, just, that's actually yeah. my favorite. Too, yeah, there's like a, the party favors, yeah. but I hate the party people. Now, here's the church. Here's the steeple. I like the party favors, but I hate the party people. Got distracted by the chorus when the kids all sang along. Book to the rogue set. I always really liked that song. You like that song, too. I know that you do. I saw your mouth and all the words when you didn't know I was watching you. Everything is brittle and it's breaking apart. Your sister's in Seattle and she's sleeping with the sharks. I remember you used to play in this park. Thanks for listening and thanks for understanding. Can't you see how I feel in abandoned? Yeah, we got to say goodbye to you. Give my guess in the entitlement crew. I'll get you so sweet. But what's the what's that one cover you sent me for the whole stage? I'm trying to remember. This is uh, against the wind. Is it against the wind? They do. They cover do a cover of that. Yeah. They, yeah, it was like it's so, maybe you didn't send it to me. I think it's on the AV Club is where I saw it. But the whole hold steady uh, is pretty freaking interesting, and I know why you love the whole steady. But this, so who wrote this song? Craig, you, Finn. Craig Finn. Yeah. I mean, this is a brilliant. It is. He <laughs> he is, and I think I said this last year. Craig Finn is the. He against the wind. He and Isbell and Eric Bachman, I think, are the three best songwriters best out there today. But Craig Finn is hands. And for those, and a quick side note, because we're going to take our time here. Yeah, take your time. Um, for those of you who haven't, go. He put out a solo album a few years ago, his first one, but it was voted Song of the Year by the Songwriters Association. Mm-hmm. A spoken word song called "God in Chicago," which is just unreal and will rip your heart out. Anyway, but he's so- just. Yeah, and he, so I would, this is from an album they put out this year. 
I would I would say they've got the full band back together. They do, but Dredd, point out what you pointed out to me. I'm sorry, what did I point out to you? You pointed out two things. Your first two comments to me about the mix were, A, you misspelled Susto. Yeah. And oh, B, and this is actually from last year. And yeah. this is actually from Thank last you. year. Yeah. Yeah. But well, because and, remember and I, they started the single singing, came out. Yeah. they started yeah. putting out singles and then they put it right. out as an album, right. which technically makes it a 2019 release. <laughs> okay, we'll see. I didn't want to get that deep into it, but there's very few rules and that's one of them. Yes. So yeah. uh, I don't mind you ex- making that exception, actually. Um, yeah, I had to put like, and, and, but there was no uh, footnote on my particular. No, there wasn't. Uh, I, I, my thought needed, about the album one. was I was not. I didn't feel like it was their best musical album ever, but he remains at the top of his game as a lyricist. Uh, completely agree. But they yeah. do have Franz back on keyboards. Right, which They've helps. added horns. OBT and I geeked out and Went and, to Brooklyn. and did a 24-hour flight uh, trip to Brooklyn to see them play the third what? night of the when Brooklyn did you, Bowl. When did you first do week, First weekend of December. Look on my Instagram yeah. feed. There's a picture of us with the band. Oh. Okay, so now I got to get on Instagram. Yes. Right. So here's okay. So I'm going to just complain to you, OBT. OBT very dramatically withdrew from t- Twitter. So <laughs> he very, pops up every now. Very, very dramatically, but not, but only in uh, for the benefit of third parties. Yes, right. You know, you know. but I'm but, about I'm about the people, Dred. But I'm OBT all... that would have a lot more uh, intellectual consistency if you had not just jumped over to Instagram, which I didn't know. No, but and I'm, that's where you have you've reloaded your personality but, no I'm very but if you get on Instagram, Instagram you'll so. understand the difference between that and Twitter yeah it's really not the same I, I um, for one miss OBT uh, his snarky commentary on Twitter but I get why he got off a lot of people did yeah I should uh, driven mad by you know Trumpism and all sorts of stuff but I would say this it's still the best way to get your freaking point across <laughs> and I miss OBT on Twitter what? get your freaking point across uh, yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. That's me and and Sweeper with the band. It is with the band. Yeah. But, Does the uh, band know what a big uh, yeah. uh, fanboy you are, Sweeper? Um, I think they did. Uh, I, I actually literally I went after Craig Finn. I'm like, so what happens is you can go up there because those guys are in forties. Looks like forties. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, late thirties, early forties. You can pay extra, which Sweeper and I did because we're geeks, <laughs> to go to the sound check, and they did this thing at the sound check with like thirty of us there listening. And some and telling some, some stories. Loser a, writer. Well, yeah, a local writer was kind of doing a Q and A. Didn't really get it, but but I and then you got a chance to go get a picture with the band, which of course we took. And Chuck's got his arm around the uh, the drummer here. That's, He's really excited sure. about it. And I turned to um, the drummer and just said, "I just got to ask, do you use a click track when you, when you oh, play it's live?" Oh, what an total insult! And he no no, and he turned to me and went, "Huh?" <laughs> and I was like, "Click track." He was like, "Dude, I just play." <laughs> But you know who uh, had to use a click track? Who didn't have to, no, but did. But no, they made them. The label made them. Oh, uh, Dave Grohl. And he hated never, it. And never mind. Yeah. I yeah. mean, uh, yeah. So he was forced to use click track. Yeah. But he didn't like it. But I mean, that's, no one likes it. It's maddening. Except for Neil Pert, Pert who's a human click. Well, so. Neil Pert said at the Pour one uh, out. sound check, said, Sweepers, get your arm off me. You paid to be here. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't want you touching me. Yeah. But I, so one of the things they've done, and this we talked about this last year, sort of evolving um, the music business yeah. and how it's evolved, is 
they don't tour anymore, but they'll go to specific cities where a lot of their fans are. This is Hold Steady? Yeah, yeah. Hold Steady. And they'll do three or four nights in a row. So they'll, they'll go to these. Chicago, they'll yeah. go to Seattle, they'll go to London. Amongst limited tour. Right. It's it's basically a limited tour, and they stay in one place for four God, nights That's surprising, because they're so good live. I mean, why would oh, they and, not? And they, that, thank you, because it was the best live show Roll, I've seen in years. Rolling Stone called them when they first, when they released Boys and Girls in America, best bar band in America. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. hugely talented, yeah. great show, yeah. uh, which I've never seen. I but I, uh, <laughs> you've seen them live how many times? I've watched them on on YouTube. So, <laughs> but I just I just think yeah. you know you can tell. And now Instagram. And now now well, soon to be Instagram. But I was surprised. Uh, just I know you guys don't want to go sideways here, but best uh, live performing bands. Um, Sweeper, I'll let you go first. Um, uh, you can name anybody. I was just like. Um, for a while there, I declared the Avids to be the less live, I was gonna best say, log band. Re- recency ha- is powerful here, yeah. but I think you and I were there at the same time that we went to Asheville and saw. Yeah. I've I, I was there with you. Yeah, they, yeah, you yeah, were too. Yeah, yeah. I've gotten off the, the Avids train, but they still are live. Well, that's more morally, right? <laughs> <laughs> but Frank, Frank looks like somebody just uh, just cut one or something. <laughs> but, like, how could you do that? But I mean... They, I mean that thing. That was a freaking exciting show. Oh yeah, really no, was. we. I saw him, uh, Sarah, and I saw him for New Year's at Bojangles, uh, eight, eighteen into nineteen. Yeah. and they, they crush it. They crush, they it. crush it. Now, and okay. So I would say, I would Avitz. say the Avits. I would say Hold Steady is Hold out Steady. There. And my third would be, um, I took Ella two years ago to see Car Seat Headrest. It was the best ah, live. One guy, just at the, at the no, he had full band at the Orange, at the Orange Bill. Bill yeah. right. Um, best li- best show I've seen in probably five years. All right, so I'm just gonna throw this out there. This is total recency. I went to see Bob Seger in the Silver Bullet Band. <laughs> yeah, you did. In Greenville, <laughs> South Carolina. Did you, uh, let me tell you. Is Bob still bringing it? Freaking crazy good. Hey, did he turn the page? He turned the page. <laughs> you don't think that guy can still do it. He can still oh, do I'm it. I'm sure he can. Uh, he's like a rock. He's like a rock. Now, if you've ever seen a crowd of people that look like they are motor, like motorcycling enthusiasts, but don't, <laughs> but probably got there in a Buick, that's, <laughs> that's who it was. Yeah. Uh, I think my problem with the Bob Seger show would be the same problem. The reason I stopped going to Springsteen shows was everybody else who was at the show made me feel really old. Uh, actually, this crew made me feel really young. Yeah. But it was well, I, I was still young, but it was like, oh, man. You're I'm getting like dragged up. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Because, well, yeah. you know, what you do is you start associating the songs with times of your life, and you're like, man, that was great. Where was I then? Uh, that was 1978. <laughs> And you were 30 years old. I was 30 years old. But yeah. so it's David Brothers, Bob Seger. Seger. Wow. <laughs> yeah. okay. I don't know. Anyway. I'll, I'll tell you what I do. But I want to see the whole study. I'm excited to do that. But they won't tour. Uh, we can't get them here. You, ne- next hey, December. I, I'll tell we'll you what. Come you with us and to... Sweeper and I will go to Chicago this year. And I will go study. as far as a cricket. Okay. Uh, if you want me to. That's, <laughs> about, it. That's about it. Okay. So. Um, <laughs> most disappointing live artist I saw this year was um, ah, Casey, Casey Musgrave. Not surprised. Really, really not a very good performer. What do you? What do you? Great think? singer-songwriter. Right. But, but what? What makes a great performer when you get right down to it? And, and I mean, do you want to just hear exactly com- the way no, it no, sounds? No, 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 no. no. It's energy. More, it's more comfort in your own skin and energy. And she just she was wooden. She yeah. was really wooden on yeah. stage. I was I was disappointed. Yeah. Reminds Sometimes me, it's uh, hard for the singer-songwriter type to get yeah. the energy. Across. Reminds me of the long run. Uh, Eagles on the long run tour back in 77 in the old bowl. <laughs> you were really disappointed. Uh, well, it just seemed very stagey. You know, that's not Don Henley. I mean, uh, I was like, come on. Come, can I see the real Don Henley? And when they couldn't, you know, when the bass player wouldn't come out to sing 
Timothy Walsh? Timothy uh, uh, Schmidt? Timothy Schmidt, yeah. Schmidt. No, he yeah. replaced, Joel the, Walsh. He replaced the guy that would hit the high note <laughs> yeah, every that's night. Right. That's on, right. uh, I can't tell you why. Oh, anyway. Boy, did we go down the rabbit hole. Here. All right, here we go. Right, it's time to hit Hollywood, Hollywood Lawn. Jenny Lewis. Ah, Jenny Lewis. Who I thought for the longest time was Katy Perry. Because <laughs> if you look at this little picture, it looks oh, like yeah, Katy oh, Perry. Yeah, no, no. And they then, have, then, they then. have a similar... Um, right, so I've been listening to... call it a similar build? This... But that does Jenny Lewis a disservice because this is not a Katy Perry song. No. No. So she was, she was a, a child actress. She was a ta- child actress growing up. She her breakout role was in Camp Beverly Hills with Shelley Long, <laughs> Shelley Long in the eighties. That was a movie career. Wow. And then she kind of became this teen actress, and then she formed a short-lived but beloved indie band called Rilo Kylie. Yeah. And then she became kind of this somewhat indie alt country chantanus. Um, almost like I feel like she's kind of the indie Dolly Parton now. She was also, I think, one of the Manson girls in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> Could have been. <laughs> Could have been. How great was that freaking movie? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when Brad Pitt piece up that dude, she, she says, she "You're gonna, you're gonna change this tire and beat yeah. him to beat him yeah. in the dirt in front of she's, all those." She's, 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 she's not the girl uh, from. Uh, oh God. She's not Rose Qualley's daughter. She's not Andy McDowell's daughter. She's yeah. not Andy yeah. McDowell's daughter. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. saw grow up in Biltmore Forest. Yes, yes we did. Yes. Um, Wait, Margaret Qualley is shout Andy out to McDowell's Paul. daughter. Yeah. Yes. I did not know yeah, that. Right. I know Margaret Qualley from, uh, Qualley from the leftovers. Yes. Yep. Paul um, Paul Qualley built a lot of houses in Biltmore Forest. He did. Yeah. He did. And then I had no idea. <laughs> so she's really good. Once, she's really good in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Ruined a lot of people's lives up there, Chuck. <laughs> um, right. Anyway, now, now we're going deep on Nashville. Gosh, she was really good. Yeah, she was really good. Jenny Lewis has just got a beautiful voice. Um, this whole album. This whole album is a great album. So this is the second album we should listen to. Um, yeah, this after is about, in its entirety. No, three. I'd say yeah. Pumas, uh, Black Pumas, Better Oblivion, Community Center, and this one. Okay, yeah. so are you Sweeper T in these? If I download the whole thing? Because I'm a song by song um, guy now. Uh, Better Oblivion and Black Pumas, definitely. I think you'd d- think, dig most of uh, Ginny Lewis. I think he'd like Red Bull and Hennessy. Yeah. Okay. And it's basically, and it's kind of, and you know what you like? It's kind of the sun-soaked '70s feel. God, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Kind of got that California thing. It going. does. Yeah. It does. That. Like this could have been, you know, the B-side to something off uh, Rumors. She's got that Laurel Canyon <laughs> feel to her. Yeah, she does have that Laurel. That's a good one. Yeah. Very. Yeah. That's, that's good. All right. Well, he's a California kid. He is. Yeah. He is. Um. All right, Sturgill. Uh, Sturgill. Sturgill's been on three or four times now. He he has, and so you know, not to go down the whole Sturgill rabbit hole, Just but do it. He, you know, Sturgill's <laughs> kind of the anti-Nashville country guy now. He famously oh, no, that's the way he postures. He himself. famously sat outside the CMAs one year and busked 
<laughs> and he was up for an award. And he was up for an award. Didn't even go in. That's so funny. And, you know, Sturgill's kind of the new Waylon Jennings, kind of the outlaw, outlaw country, country without yeah. being too twangy. But this album, okay, this is this a Sweeper T album. Rock album. Start. So what this is, and I'm and I cribbed a little bit of this from Steve Vine. Basically, it's ZZ Top meets the Cars meets a Pink Floyd concept. No, album. wait a second. Back up. Yep, seriously. ZZ Top meets the Cars meets the Wall or pick or the Final Cut. Pick a concept album because he basically made. I'll go a concept. with I'll go with Sticks. He basically made a concept album. So if you it start and he's also turned into kind of a country guitar god. So the whole album starts out with him like cranking up a '68 like a 68 Dodge Charger or something, and you hear him basically going through the radio dial, and then he's just angry for like 10 songs. Huh. And it is awesome. Doesn't sound like him, really. What the thing until, until he starts singing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I mean, the the, you know, he he basically, you know, on this one, I mean, sound and fury because it really is like he's pissed. Um, but uh, uh I don't blame him, you know, because you know what he's probably realized, corporate, uh, you know, entities benefit from and control much of uh, the music business. That'd make me angry too. To, to the point, I mean, that, he's benefited to, to the he's, point that some of the best bands are selling their uh, their songs to commercials. To, to but he's, he's 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 benefited I greatly mean, from it. And is that not is that not ZZ Top meets the Cars? Oh God! Now I hear that. Yeah, you know, you're right about that. That's I would I would not have gotten the ZZ Top myself thing right. until you said it. And now I yeah. Rick Ocasek is spending his grave right now. I want to see some fuzzy guitars. Yeah. Anyway, so that's the other album that I'd say. Whether at least once go listen to the thing from the start to finish. Okay. All right. You so you, this is a sweeper tea. It's a sweeper tea. It is. All right. All right. It All is. Right. I um, thought I was going to hate this Billie Eilish. Oh, but you love it. I do love it. It's a really good song. It's an earworm. I still am not a big Billie Eilish. I don't like. I don't like Billie Eilish, but I like this song. I've become. You know, she's seventeen. As Kip Winger might say, she was sixteen. She's only seven. But well, there's a Kiss reference in there somewhere. Um, that was Christine 16. sixteen, which was this my favorite Kiss song until I realized how creepy it was. Okay, I'm gonna rechamber what I just said. I okay. didn't know she was only seventeen. Yeah. So, so she's kind of like Lord. Do you remember Lord? Yep. Madonna's daughter. <laughs> no. That actually. Nope. Lordy. <laughs> Sorry, you can cut that. No, that, that, no, you're right. Um, spelled the same though, I think. Good, but yeah. New Zealand Lord. Ah, yes, I do remember. You know Lord. of yeah. uh, Greenlight Royal, Royals and, tennis and court. Royals and Tennis Court. Yep. She's made a few Christmas mixes. Yep. Um, but Billy Elish is this like I heard her because same way my I've got daughters yep. and they were listening to her Not and so I was like I kind of dig this and then the more I dug into it it's basically her and her older brother making all the music right. in their bedroom. Right. And she's kind of become this... Like aunt, the Carpenters, kind of. 
they are. Um, <laughs> Open ends. Sorry, than that. but um, but she's basically kind of attitude wise, which I dig, is kind of this pop star who hates being a pop star. Um, they I mean, all say that. Chuck. No, but trust me, she and Britney are on the opposite sides. <laughs> Every the, generation throws a pop chart. Yeah, Every generation start. throws a hero. Up That's, a pop chart. Chart. That's right. Yeah. Every generation. She's a, she's um, a, she's Gen, Gen G's. Yeah, but this one, uh, this one, just I mean, you gotta love this song. It's a great song. Yeah. I, regardless of all the pretensions, she's do, it's a great do, song. Do, do, yeah. Duh. Kitten Surprise. They're from Boone. I, lo I love the band name. They're from Boone. I had no idea. Yeah. I'd already put them on and it's, then looked uh, them up. It's Watauga County's favorite uh, indie band, I think. Yep. So just good old North Carolina indie folk. Kind of fun. You know, sitting on the back porch. Woo! Hey, pretty mama, don't you leave me like that Bring it on back, bring it on back Let me don't leave me, don't you leave me like that Bring it on back, bring it on back Cause you're high, you're low, fine But you don't say anything Well, you got my heart in your hips And your love in my heart You got my heart in your hips And your love in my heart well, the kids are getting married, said, bless my soul. Say the heaven ain't high, but the devil ain't low. Rainbow Kitten Surprise, great name. This is kind of a B-side that they put out this year. They've got some other interesting albums. I mean, I think if I listen to a whole lot more of theirs, uh, they might annoy me, but, like, I dig this one. Okay. Uh, and the next one is a cover. The next one the, is, the speaking women? of... Back to it's a great cover, by the way. Yeah, yeah. getting back to rumors. Getting back to yeah. rumors. Was this rumors or Fleetwood Mac? This was uh, um, no, it's rumors. It was rumors. Yeah. 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 So this is a cover of the great Fleetwood Mac song "The Chain," done by the High Women, which is a female country supergroup, and it's taken. You know, the name is a wordplay on. I don't know the Highway Men. Well, I was going to guess that, but it seems so obvious. But do you remember who the Highway Men were? Yeah, it was uh, it was Bob Dylan. No, you're thinking of the I'm thinking of Travis Wilburys. Wilburys, yeah. Uh, it was Chris Christopherson. Yep. Yep. Oh. Uh, God. Waylon Jennings. Waylon Jennings. Yeah. God, now I can't remember the other. Willie. Oh, Willie was okay. And yep. Johnny Cash. God, that. Oh wow, that's man. a hell of a group. Yeah. yeah so that, that was. was so I mean, that's probably been twenty five years it's now. Super group. And so that was. And so how was it that the, the only one I could remember was freaking Chris Christopherson? <laughs> yeah, when Chris yeah. Christopherson is your is the last cut, or is, is the first guy cut off of that? He did team? write. Like, he did write a great song. Yeah. 
Sunday morning coming down? No, I was thinking of, um, uh, God, what's her name? Woman covered it. Oh, me and Bobby. McGee. Me and Bobby. McGee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's, that was his high watermark. Because you know what freedom really means. It's nothing left to lose, brother. <laughs> God, to lose. That's some freaking... That is. That's, that's some, some wisdom. Stuff. Yeah, it that's is. some wisdom. But, uh, but the high woman is Amanda Shires, who I Who's love. Jason Isbell's wife. Jason Isbell's right. wife. Actually, Jason Isbell is her husband. Ooh. Yes, that's a good point. That's yeah. like Jack White. Yeah. Is married to Jason Isbell. Uh, for right. No, Jason Isbell is married to Amanda Shires. <laughs> <laughs> we got to give Amanda, we got to give her her, her props yeah, here. Okay. Brandy Also Carlisle. a former Spice Girl, I think. She was uh, <laughs> right. She was pretension she, Spice. She, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, she was, uh, what, two years ago or last year? She oh, was, yeah, two, uh, last uh, year. La- last year, yeah, Parking yeah. Lot Pirouette. pirouette. Yeah, she yeah. put out a fantastic album That's last year. That's a very year. good album. Um, but uh, and I think uh, Isbell is actually playing on this song as well. But it's uh, Amanda Shires, Brandy Carlisle, who's actually made the Christmas yep. mix before, yep. Natalie Hemby, who I actually don't know, and then Marin Morris. Listen to the wind blow, watch the sun rise. Run in the shadow. Um, but anyway, it's a great song. It's a great cover. Right. They do their, make it their own. That's what a great cover's about. That's what they say. You know, but uh, it doesn't really stray that much from the It original. doesn't. Which I, I think it's, got, like. it's in the same beat, number yeah. one, which is... Yeah. And they do... <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And they do the, they do the bridge breakdown. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Right. All along. You know, uh, Sweeper, help me with this. Yeah. Uh, now, Mick Fleetwood, jazz guy, basically. Yeah. But uh, Rumors is a great pop album. I think everybody would agree with that. Yeah. But yeah. musically, it's solid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, That's from a musical standpoint, it's a very solid album. Talking about Rumors? Yeah. Oh, rumors. this is one of the greatest. Yeah, people might argue Rumors like a top 20 greatest album of all time. But I don't just mean from a pop standpoint. I just mean musically. Oh, my gosh, yeah. But, like, I mean, literally of, like, the... There's a combination of different... I mean, like, of the, like, 10 songs on it, like, eight of them are, like, bona fide hits. Yeah, that has, like, more hit singles off of it than any I album mean, the in chain, just about history. You Can Go yeah. Your Own Way, right. Secondhand News, um, won't, uh, um, Never Come Back Again, um, God, really Gold Dust a, Woman. A top off your head, man. That's really good that you can um, that. I think is on there. I mean, holy cow. Um, and it was just, you know, the pinnacle of like Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks right. working out their issues over a lot of blow. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Okay. Um, so, Dred, why don't you just t- take us down to Lizzo? All right. So, uh, my middle <laughs> the, the daughter. The juice ain't worth the squeeze if the uh, juice don't look like this. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So, my middle daughter, about two months ago, went to a uh, concert 
at Time Warner or whatever. What do you call now? Spectrum Center. Spectrum Center. Uh, and I was like, where did it, what was the contract? She said, Lizzo. And I'd never heard of it and didn't care to look it up. But I remember her telling me that. And about four weeks later, uh, I think the last game of the NFL regular season, the Packers played the Vikings. And I was, of course, watching uh, pregame on Fox. And uh, there had been this goofy, you know, uh, black and blue division, uh, you know, fight about this Lizzo song. Because this song she has, not this song, uh, mentions you know, her being after some guy in the Minnesota Vikings, I can't. Because she's from Minnesota. Is that what it is? She's okay. from the Twin Cities. Right. So they went, so apparently the guys in Green Bay had blocked that out. They were playing the song, but they'd blocked it out. And it was just, just a fun yeah. thing, right? But they, you know, so I was like, yeah. Oh, a little okay. pop culture controversy. A little pop culture controversy. It was always fun. You know, it was, you know, interesting. Kind of like, uh, you know, uh, Hootie, you know, name checking the uh, Miami Dolphins. Just, uh, just to get it in the song, yeah. right? Yeah. Right, Absolutely. which is exactly what she did. Yeah. But it was, it was effective. So I kind of had it in the back of my mind and, I've been listening to that. I downloaded it and started listening. I can't remember the you, name of that You downloaded song. the Minnesota Vikings song? Yeah, but I can't, now I can't remember what the name of that song was. So I knew who Lizzo kind of was. Um, and we're driving around one day, and we're listening to that song, and, and my daughter said, you know, she's got an even better song. Dad, I'm going to tell you, she's got an even right. better song. So I looked it up, and of course it's got the E, which stands for everybody would like it, yeah. but nobody should listen to it. <laughs> under the so, uh, Especially your teenage daughters. That's right. And it is a dirty song. Because I think I know what she's saying. There's some double entendre in there. There's triple entendre in there. <laughs> I don't think it's even double. I think it's right there on the surface. There's <laughs> no subtext yeah, there. It's, it's all really text. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's uh, and she is not in shape. Yeah, we're not going to go. No, because because well, but round is a shape. No, 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 no. Because others have. Oh, they have. Re- tr- okay, yeah, okay. I'm out of touch. I'm not on the ground. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, that's yeah. that's a recent thing in the news. Uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it, it is a. Uh, it's a banger. Mirror, mirror on the wall, don't say it cause I know I'm cute. Oh, Louis down to my drawers, LV all on my shoes. Oh, I be dripping so much sauce, got a bit looking like bread goo. Oh, Lit up like a crystal ball, that's cool, baby, so is you. That's how I roll. If I'm shining, everybody wanna shine. Yeah, I'm gone. I was born like this, don't even gotta try. I'm not the baddest bitch you like. <laughs> it ain't my fault that I'm out here getting loose. Gotta blame it on the goops. Gotta blame it on my juice, baby. It ain't my fault that I'm out here making new. It is the equivalent of what's okay. So it's a guilty pleasure, right? It's a very good. Yeah. So what's your number one guilty pleasure? Well, it's like that. It's like that okay go song. That we well, no, but guilty pleasure is a song that you. Really, I don't like, want to. I don't want to admit I like this song. Yeah. No, no, like I'll happily admit I like this song. Do oh, I, do okay. I admit to people that I that Sailing by Christopher Cross is one of my all time favorite that's songs? Not, that's not your guilty pleasure. It is really. That is, that's um, your guilty pleasure. That and uh, Betty Davis eyes. I love uh, Kim Carnes. Oh, yeah. Kim Carnes. Yeah. Such a great so song. she's got that scratchy voice. Yeah. She's got the soulful scratchy she voice. Does. Yeah. yeah. Her yeah. Hair a little bit like, hollow, little like Natalie Merchant on the cover of um, Because of the Night. Yeah, so what is it? What, uh, what what what's the musical genre of Lizzo exactly? Is she so hip hop? Is it hip hop? Mm, no, because she really doesn't rap. I she's mean, it's like pop. Black Madonna. She's it's like pop. Yeah. Lamana. It's know? a pop song. I yeah. mean, there is no rock. There is no rock music anymore. It's all, I mean, it's all pop. It's all genre, pop. Like genre, yeah. like look at the top uh, outside of <clears throat> Imagine Dragons, which I don't know if what you yeah. classify that. I'd call that pop. 
That's you yeah, call but, that rock? No, but I'm saying like like that's probably the closest popular music that's the closest thing to rock. Huh. But like outside the Foo Fighters, no one makes rock music that that is popular anymore. Defining rock is sort of guitar driven yeah. traditional four four person yeah. band setup. Right. I mean like like honestly like I I I throw some songs on here just because I don't want to be the guy that's just tr- oh Chuck so obscure. Yeah. You know, this, you know, Pine Grove, this lo-fi indie band. But are we from, being just old men here? I mean, uh, hearkening back to early. No, no, rock. Oh, it's dead. splintered. No, it's splintered. no, yeah. I mean, rock. I mean, there's rock think doesn't piece, exist anymore. Steve Highland's been writing. Yeah, Steve Highland's been writing. Been this writing. For a while. So what's yeah. the what's the quintessential rock and roll song? The, any John, any any year group. You it's got to be something from the seventies. Um, Does it really? No, but I'm yeah, saying, but like, but, there is no like, but even bands that I don't even like that rock, but like, I mean, there are no Bon Jovi's anymore. There is no. I mean, there's no Thank charting. Good. I know. Same here. Yeah. yeah but, but you, so you can't name your quintessential rock and roll song? Rock and roll? Yeah, quintessential rock and roll. So I what, did. What? Well, I didn't hear you. What'd rock you and roll. By Kiss? Going rock and roll? No, no. Like, by Zeppelin's rock and roll. No. Oh, okay. No, yeah. that's a great song. No, yeah. no, but that's right. not a quintessential rock and roll song. But like, I mean. Well, if you're going to say there's no rock and roll, just tell me what your, what your standard is. No, I mean, there. but like there's no Rolling Stones anymore. There's no, there's no, there's no modern equivalent of, of. A 70s or 80s rock band like the police were a rock band um uh i mean even we got into the 90s indie rock i mean there's really nirvana not, was a rock the, band. nirvana pearl jam um stone temple pilots there, that, there that's one of the interesting things if you go on if you go on sirius xm and you listen to the alt nation channel which is sort of today's alternative sure. rock it's more alternative pop yeah and and basically everything electronic that, driven every, everything that starts on alt nation ends up and gets really big ends up migrating to the pop charts yeah um and so if you really want indie rock you have to go to like xmu or right. something like that and that's maybe you would find some guitar driven stuff but it's going to splinter into more genre driven and weird electro stuff well, well i'll buy that in trying to put I, we're going to come to a band. I mean, The National is kind well, of a but, traditional but, rock but band. But in trying to put a real rock song on there, that's when I was like, all right, I dig this song by Mannequin Pussy called Drunk 2. It's just kind of an old school indie rock. You had a great rock song uh, a couple of years ago, maybe five years ago. Um, and I can't remember who the artist was. It was a chick who sang it. Um, but I remember a lot. And it, it went something like, let's get it and started i know what you're talking about and it's a um it's a great song it actually made it to my like mix of mixes chuck mm-hmm. uh but i can't remember who it was um well the other one that so these the japan droids are also a, great, a very I, traditional I rock, that's song. A rock song, yeah right yeah and they've been on the the mix a few times yeah that's a rock song um so i, I guess i see what you're saying yeah i mean um Basically, i don't if it's a rock song it can be used as an NFL uh, bumper, <laughs> bumper music for an NFL broadcast. Right. I don't, I'm not sure. Was it Bad Parts by Mixed Bad Parts. Yeah. Bad Parts by Mixed Yes. That's a rock song, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, I've I've put a bunch of rock songs on here. They're just not popular. The The argument the argument that you'll get from the critics is that rock is dead, basically, and it's splintered. But Long Live Rock. Pete yeah. Townsend said. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So okay. that's where I came up, you know, that's where I kind of, I don't want to say I threw it on there because it's a good song, but I was trying to put just a good rock song on there and that's when I came up with. So um, what do we do? You know, I was like, uh, we can enjoy Lizzo. Yeah. But while recognizing that she's, that's not rock and roll, that's. It's pop. 
pop. Yeah. It's not even hip hop. It's not even hip hop. It's pop. Yep. Come with an R&B feel to it. Yeah. Well, it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad. So, you know, we could debate forever whether or not the Nationals are a rock band, but I guess yeah. they are. Yeah. I mean, I just, they're fairly guitar driven. Yeah. I, I guess they, a lot of other orchestration in there. This song was interesting to me. It's called Rylan. And we well, skipping um, over Man and Pussy. Oh, well, you, we, I kind he, of acknowledged it. So, no, let's it. keep moving. Right. Okay. I was, just, I was asking. Um, yep. This was a this is a song that they put on their album that they put out this year, but that they've been playing live for ten or more years. Yeah. Um, and the that the album. The other interesting thing about the album <laughs> was that what it, is that uh, um, it was very very me too responsive. Very a lot of female voices on the album. And, and uh, um, yeah, I mean it was. I think they're they're. I love the National. Um, I'll listen to anything they put out. This last album they put out, I thought was good, but not great. Yeah. Um, my modern take on albums are, in today's short attention span world, if you have more than eight or ten songs on your album, five songs will never get listened to. And I think they had like 16 oh, songs this one, on this This one. one's like an hour and ten minutes. And long, I was yeah. going to put Hairpin Turns on it, which is my favorite song on the album, but Lord, it was just too depressing. Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, um, L-O-R-D-E, like Madonna's Thank daughter. You. Um, and, uh, uh, so Rylan's kind of the hit off the album yeah. and they continue just to be probably the most interesting band out there. Yeah. And very, generally very reliable. And the drummer, I, I thought the drummer's I, unreal. Get some sun You remind me of everyone Rylan, did you break your mother's heart? Every time you tried to play your part Is it easy to keep so quiet? Everybody loves a quiet child. Tim and I actually went up two years ago to Asheville and saw Yeah. Play the Civic They Center. were, I, I wouldn't put them in my top five for no, live bands. Yeah. But in part because uh, that uh, U.S. Cellular Center in downtown Asheville was half empty for the show. And, it, really and also the music itself yeah. is, you know, you got to be in the right mood for the national. Yeah, I think I think they'd be a really good band in a nightclub type venue, like yeah. a smaller venue. Anyway. Yeah. Um, El- Elton John used to be a rock and roll singer. He did. Until it became a... In the 70s. A crooner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Steve, Steve Gunn... Although, you know, Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting is not autobiographical for uh, Elton. No. no. I don't think so. He He's, never he, fought a single Didn't Saturday have a sister night. with greasy hair. Yeah, yeah. None of that happened. Yeah. But, you know, Sweep, you convinced me of this. Actually, one of the many things you changed my mind on is I used to be very critical... Yes. ...of uh, musicians portraying themselves as other people. And I was like, well, that's what actors do. I mean, why is it wrong? I mean, other than the Ballad of the Green Berets, that's the only song right. that I've ever heard somebody read that that's was right. like 100% autobiographical. That's right. Biographical. Uh, I mean, even Springsteen came out and said... He admitted it. I admit it. Yeah. I, I'm not the working class hero. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm convinced of that. So, you know, I'm okay with Ronald. Okay. It didn't have to happen to them. 
<laughs> um, Steve Gunn. Steve, Steve Gunn, Gunn. Was, was the Metro editor at the Charlotte Observer when I worked there 20 years ago, just, just so you but know. But not this Steve Gunn. I think it's a different yeah. Steve Gunn. Um, this is kind of this under-the-radar <laughs> Who's Tommy Tomlin? He's like, yeah. Tommy! Uh, don't, don't. I, said, I said 750 words. Yeah. This is 2,500 words of just gibberish about the last jack-in-the-box I don't <laughs> but but it's got a fantastic guitar lick to it. <laughs> Does it? Okay. Yeah. No, it's a good song. No, I'm saying like when Steve Gunn was putting music down to his editorials. It was a long time song. ago, yeah. Um, kind of an indie guitar hero, um, playing a lot of clubs. I think he came through Charlotte last year. Um, you know, I'm not a huge... This was one where I was like, this is an interesting enough song that I want to put this on here. Okay. So I, I wouldn't say it's a throwaway because it's a great song, but I really can't tell you much more about Steve Gunn than that. Other than, That's your liner other note? Th- other than Metro, former Metro <laughs> right. editor of the show, yeah. Observer. Right. It's the weakest liner note ever. But anyway, uh, it's still a good song. And then we close out with uh, D'Angelo. Yeah. D'Angelo and is, Bar- and is, this, is this kind of the bonus cut this year? Kind of. I mean, it's not really the Christmas one, but yeah. it was a good one to end it on. So, you know, he is, I'm trying to figure out who to compare him to. You know, he's only put out three albums. And all three were hailed as masterpieces. And it was 13 years between his second and third album. He kind of pulled a Chappelle. That's a long... I mean, he really did. He kind of pulled a Chappelle where put out the first album. Everybody was like, you're the next coming of Prince. Like, you're the greatest R&B singer in the last 50 years. And... And then he does the opposite of Prince. And then then he goes away for 13 years. Then he comes... It's like Boston 2 and Boston 3, I was (laughs) (laughs) Then he comes back and puts out an album probably... Two years ago, that was heralded. And then he apparently is a huge fan of the video game Red Dead Redemption. All of us are. Which is that kind of kind of like Western first-person shooter type thing. I wish okay. you had more details and small mini-facts. <laughs> well, so Daniel... Is, is, does Charlie play Red Dead Redemption? Daniel Lanois. <laughs> oh. Ah. Of U2 fame. Of U2 fame. Yeah. Famously produced Unforgivable Fire and... Um, and also a bunch of Peter Gabriel albums. Yeah. He was, I think, brought in to do a soundtrack for Red Dead Redemption and found out that D'Angelo is a huge fan. So he got him in the studio, and D'Angelo wrote, they wrote this song together and put it out. Huh. So it's got That's that kind crazy. of... crazy. It's kind of got this yeah. whole... Imagine you're playing this That's like... That's like Rick Rubin and Johnny Cash coming together to, to, to cover a stunt or a... Uh, help me. Uh, Nail song. What's that? Nine Inch Nails song. Thank you. Which was on 2013. It was. And will make you think. And uh, or doing Depeche Mode. Yeah. Who just made the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? They did. They well deserved. Well deserved. Um, So anyway, D'Angelo is then again this you know beloved reclusive came out of nowhere with this song and I dug it and I was like that's the closer. That's the closer. That's the closer. And yet you can find him uh, hitting martinis up at the orange peel late at night. (laughs) 
Yeah. In between busking sessions. In between busking <laughs> sessions. I'm busking out on Biltmore <laughs> Avenue and I'm just He's like, uh, I meet me at Pritchard Park for the drum circle, <laughs> seven o'clock Friday boom. night. <laughs> boom. There we go. <laughs> Frank, so, I hope we gave I hope we gave you enough stuff to plug in. Yeah, some it went long, in there. but I just don't. Okay, <laughs> it's got to it's breathe. Sometimes if it's you're only going to do four to six of these a year, <laughs> yeah. Number one, I I do think the Christmas mix deserves this kind of depth and attention. Uh, that's that's my personal opinion as being a huge uh, follower of the Christmas mix over the years that it, that it deserves that the time and effort that sweeper puts into selecting these songs and everything he does, uh, it's just, you know, in my opinion requires that. So I demand it as I did on Twitter, not Instagram, but I did on Twitter. And I, and I should have pre asked you this, but there they are. Yeah. If you just glance through it, what's your favorite year? What's so your many vintage? memories. God, man, this is tough taking me back. I, I actually, I, for me, it's 08. Oh, it's a great year. Is it's that, uh, so um, strong. It's got that Sigur Ross song on it. Yeah, and is that is that the Killers and Wagon Wheel and uh, um, let's, let's, uh, Dreadwood leads off. Oh, wait. Um. Oh wow, Cape Cod Quasa Quasa. Yes. Yep. Yeah, the Vampire, Vampire Weekend, Weekend song. Yeah, that is, is that Jenny was a friend of mine on there. No, it's no. too late for Jenny was a friend oh, of mine. No, no, that was no, upsetting. But here, no. actually, if you hand me the list, I'll tell you. Yeah. My, and then ten was a good year. 10 I, was yeah, a good year. I, I, I really can't even answer that question, Sweeper. <laughs> I also like the B sides. Oh, the, the, so just for those of you who care, next year is the twentieth year, which means that it'll be the new B sides. It'll be the next year for a ten-year B sides, and I've already got a pretty good. I mean, I could do one right now on it. I've filled up a a playlist full of all the songs I've missed over the last ten years. I think I want. I'm excited about that. We will um, we will do a whole episode yeah. on on the B sides because the idea is every year and I just found you found one that you I just from literally last year. literally a buddy of mine sent me one last week that came out last year and I completely missed it and it so would have gone on there now it's going to go on the B sides but every year people send me music that did that I missed and if I like it I'll put it on the B sides that will come out next year so what's so, ne- what's oh, next oh, for you? besides that what's next for Sweeper Boy <laughs> oh, oh wait oh wait I just want to call it so it's got the the Vampire Weekend song it's got a Balsa Glider song on it it's got the Mike Doty song I just want the girl in the blue dress Balsa yeah. Glider song I don't remember it's, that it's what got a that? Hold Steady Lord I'm just great it's got Gaslight Anthem Blue Jeans and White does, T-shirts uh, does, oh, oh that's a good and song and it's got that great Sigur Rós song oh eight's got a University of California Santa Barbara yes yes so that's that uh, and, and there's an Avitz at the end there's Murder in the City oh, that's right oh. so, yeah so really. That's a good year. I think that might, and I feel like thirteen was really good as well because there was a Frank, there was a good Frank Turner song yep. from Tape Deck Heart. That might have been the first Japan Recovery. Droid song. Yep. Yeah. So, um, Dread, uh, uh, Sweeper and Music. I've always just got to put the plug in the, um, the Ball Scholars just got just played a nice show. With what am Bill I talking about? I'm sorry. I just, uh, oh, yeah, nine, oh nine is my favorite year. Okay. R- rattle off. I mean, you got. 
so many classics on this. Uh, you got uh, classic. Well, you got you got kick drum heart. Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, which in hindsight, there is not the song. If I could do it over again, I would have pulled from my loving you. Uh, yeah. So I got some ten thousand words. Yeah, I got some favorites mm-hmm. on that. So it's hard to say, but I like that song. Web in front. The acoustic version. Web in front is very good. Yep. Uh, gosh, it's like I write that that Rhett Miller that you know old ninety sevens kind of lead singer, right? Yep. That was a great song. Like Love. That's right. Shampoo, of course, is on there. Yeah, of course. Oh, and that, uh, the, the Cracker song. There's a and good Cracker song. That's right. And, uh, you know, because uh, Slub Dong, Slub Dong <laughs> is on that. Uh, Wyclef and, uh, um, and uh, Cindy Lauper. Fresh Blood yes. is a Fresh Blood is a very good song. Oh, the eels. That made my inner dum, inner. Dum, 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 um, that made the inner circle. Also, unappreciated uh, Panic Switch. Oh, Silver Sun Pickups. Silver Sun Pickups. P- Panic Switch is really a, it really, is. a really good it song. Is. Really good song. And uh, we fought about it, you and I. Yeah. Uh, one of the many times that uh, I've had an artistic disagreement with you. It's like when mom and dad fight. Where, well, no, this is more like there's things that I know and there's things that I just appreciate. And he convinced me of this because uh, I hate it straight to hell. Oh, yeah, strummer. And I had a reason for hating Straight to Hell is because it's criticizing Vietnam, Americans fighting in Vietnam. And uh, I'm like, British guy, you just, no. But, again, along the lines of they don't have, it doesn't have to be a, you know, the point he's making be fine. And that's a really good cover of Straight to Hell. Oh, yeah, Lily. Uh, Lily Allen? Yeah. Do you know and who, Mick Jones is on And it. do you know who Lily Allen's brother is? Uh, it's... Um, Kyle Allen, former uh, Panther quarterback. Alfie Allen, <laughs> Theon Greyjoy. Did not, could not have. And there's a Morrissey cut on yeah, that there one. There is. So it was now squeezing. And, and Morrissey's been canceled because of his politics. But um, <laughs> speaking of Joe Stromer, didn't um, Craig Finn had a very long Joe Stromer story to tell? Do you remember he, that? He did. Yeah. He did because yeah. he loves raise a toast to St. Joe Stromer. Yeah. Holy moly! Now I've forgotten that this. There's a cracker song on this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that tune in? Yeah, Latter Day Crocker. Okay, I'm going with 09. Yeah. Okay. All right. I got 08. If people want to find the mix, um, too the, late. Can't do it. The mix is now. Um, I need to make it public, but that's the last thing I'll talk about. Every year I have fought, while I consider myself to be a somewhat forward-thinking tech savvy, um, I have fought going digital with the mix because I like the exercise of burning and labeling the CDs and physically handing them to someone and those who appreciate what I've done. Um, which is great. Which is, uh, I, but then last year was the Handmade first, with love. Yes. Artisanal. Artisanal. <laughs> Very good. Um, but then last... Crafted. Maybe, maybe two years ago, definitely last year, I remember I went and handed one to Daniel Cottingham. And he handed it right back. And he literally just handed it right back to me. And I was like, well, you don't want it. He was like, I literally have zero ability to play this. I was like, you don't have a CD player in your car? Nope. At home? Nope. Computer? Nope. Yeah, I don't either. And then last year, it was a little bit more the same. So this is the first year that I started. I've got a, it's all on a Spotify list. Happy to send out the link. We'll, we'll, we'll um, attach the link into the, the show notes. into the show notes on the podcast itself. So you can go hear it all there. Um, and it's also on iTunes. And the, the tricky thing is every year, luckily this year I did not, but most years there's a song or two that I find that is not on any streaming service. So I hesitate. But all these songs were because yep. I, I did yep. it on, on iTunes. Yep. 
Uh, and and if you follow me on yep. Twitter, you can get it. And I also include a picture of Sweeper riding a bicycle at uh, Will Durham's wedding. <laughs> so almost. I, yeah. So you get that. Bonus. Yeah, bonus. you get a bonus. You get a bonus, bonus content. You get bonus yeah. content. But because yeah. I don't, I also do not have any way to listen to it uh, on a CD anymore either. So I just download it to iTunes or and whatever. then just sing it to yourself. This this taping session, I, Frank may take a scalpel to it, yeah. but it's currently longer nah. than the mix itself. So. Okay. Listen, and we haven't even added the music. Right. There's a lot of enthusiasts out there. You'd be surprised. Did they stick uh, with it? They give up halfway through because you guys didn't have any humor. Now that you got humor. Uh, like like Red, they made it across the border. That's right. That's uh, right. Now right. It's, it's much better now. Yeah. So. Uh, Dread, thank you. Thank you, Joe. No, we appreciate I'm, it. Yep. I'm honored. Uh, this is a huge part of my life, so. You know, I'm uh, honored to be included in liner notes. Never thought it would happen. Long time listener. Um, First time caller. And, yeah. and Frank, as always, thank you. Frank, he's yeah. not the best color man in the business for nothing. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, we'll uh, yes. we'll wrap up with that. Party's over. All right. Oh. <laughs>